0: Hashem saf saith Ho fi na sech Hashem Safid T'ina se ha Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Well, yesterday was a busy day in Shul. We read a double parsha of Ayaka uh, Yesterday was the last of the special Torah readings of Dalit Parshiyos with Parsha HaChodesh, which we read each and every year on or before Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Of course, we bench Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is going to be this coming Thursday. A lot of exciting happenings in Shul, and sort of an interesting convergence of all of them, because the description that we read yesterday of HaKamas HaMishkan in Parshas Pekude actually coincides historically with with Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The Mishkan was finally erected on Rosh Chodesh Nisan in the second year in the Midbar. So a lot of interesting connections between these various aspects of yesterday's unusual day in Shul. This morning I would like to focus briefly on a very interesting pattern within the Psukim and Parshas Pekudei, a pattern that is so easy to miss, but once we notice it, it is quite glaring and quite discernible. And that is that the Torah seems to shift back and forth between two very similar words when describing the process of placing the clay mishkan, the various kelim, into their particular places. So the two words that the Torah seems to use somewhat arbitrarily are vayitain and vayasem. So for example, we find that the Torah tells us vayitain es that they took the shulchan and placed it where it goes, in the heichal. And then, two later, it says, Vayosem es ha And the menorah was placed. So, it's a little strange because Vayitein and Vayosem in this particular context would seem to be conveying the very same idea. Uh, another example, it says, Vayitein es adonav, the special sockets that were placed into the ground. The Torah uses the word Vayitein. And then it says, Vayosem es the beams that were inserted in the Adonim, so there it says Vayasem. So this is something that really requires an explanation. It's a little strange that the Torah should alternate so seemingly randomly between these two words, Vayitay and Vayasem, if they're saying the same thing, so the Torah should be more consistent in the description of what is happening. So there is a very fascinating approach, which is shared by some of the classic commentaries on Chumash, particularly those who focus on these sort of anomalies, if you will, in the text, to help us understand Lashon HaKodesh a little better. Uh, this particular approach is found in the Sefer HaKsav HaKabbalah. Uh, it is found in the Nitzv, in his Peyer It is found in the Malbim. They all use a very similar way of sort of explaining uh, this strange feature within Parshas Pekude, the way the Torah alternates between Vayitain and Vayasem. And this is basically how they explain it. They say Vayitain is when you put things down, uh, now you're putting it down thoughtfully in a responsible manner, but not with specific precision. Uh, so, for example, uh, when you come home and you want to put your bag down, uh, so that would be sort of a vayitain experience. I am taking my bag and I'm just putting it down. If I put it on the table, I put it on the floor, I put it on the couch, it doesn't really matter. The idea is that I am putting it down. Vayasem, on the other hand, is when I place something with more precision. I'm putting it with great care. right? You wouldn't just go ahead and Take, for example, your eyeglasses and vayitain. It would be more vayasem. You want to make sure that you're putting them in a place in which they are not going to be knocked over. Nobody's going to step on them. So there's a difference between vayitain and vayasem in the sense that vayitain, it is placed thoughtfully, but it doesn't really matter exactly where it is. Vayasem would be when I'm putting something down with great precision. Perhaps a better example of putting my glasses down is when I am putting my contact lenses in my eyes. It will not be vayitain it would be vayasem, because obviously you have to get it perfectly on the mark, and so the, therefore the word vayasem describes placing something, but with more precision. So with this somewhat simple explanation, we can understand why the Torah moves and shifts back and forth between vayitain and vayasem. So let's go back to that example, vayitain as a sholchan. The sholchan was put down. Now the sholchan had to be in the Ohel Moed, but it was not an exact spot. It was a general spot, it was on the northern side of the Heichel, um, and so, obviously, there was a place where it belonged, but it was more Vayitain, because if it would have been off by a couple of inches in either direction, it would have been fine. However, when it comes to the menorah, the Torah says Vayasem as menorah. The menorah was placed with precision. And why is that? Because whereas the Shulchan was placed generally in a certain area, the Torah tells us that the menorah is to be placed Nochach shulchan, which means precisely opposite the Shulchan. So there needed to be precision when placing the menorah so by the Shulchan, again, it says, Vayitein as ha-shulchan. By the menorah, it says, Vayasem. Similarly, when it comes to the Adonim and the Karashim, over there, the Torah goes back and forth between and Vayasem, Vayitein. You have to take a look over there. So again, the Adonim, so those are basically the base of the walls of the Oamu'ed. So when they are traveling in the Midbar, so there's no precise spot that they have to be placed down. Basically, they came to rest, and the Torah says, Vayitein as Adonav. You take the sockets and you put them in the ground. However, it's then Vayasem Eskarushav, the Krushim, the wooden beams that fit into the Adonim, so they had to be put precisely into the Adonim, one next to the other. In fact, the Gemar Masakh Shabbos tells us that the Khrushchev had to be in the same order every time the Mishkan was reassembled. And so therefore Vayasem is precision, not only because they fit perfectly into the sockets, but you have to put each of the k'rushim in the same sequence, in the same order that they were when they were used last time. One final example, it says, Vayasem es ha-pesach, the curtains that would overhang by the door, so they had to be placed carefully. Because on the one hand, they served as like sort of a covering, but on the other hand, they had to be room left for the people to be able to come and go through the entrance. And so therefore, it was placed with precision, and so the Torah says, Vayosem. Rabbi Yisrael Reisman, when reflecting on this fascinating idea, again from the Ksava Kabbalah, the Malbim, the Netziv, So he says that if we think about this more broadly, we could appreciate the instances in which the Torah uses that word Vayasem, even in matters that are not related directly to the Mishkan. So, for example, the Torah says, and this is a passage that's going to become particularly relevant in the weeks ahead as we enter the Yom Tov of Pesach, the Torah tells us that we should tell over, we should tell the story to our children and grandchildren. The Torah tells us that our Baruch Hu says that I punished the mitzrim with the makos asher samti. Asher samti, meaning that the makos were delivered with precision. This was not just a a handful of arbitrary ways of causing pain to the Mitzrim. It was Asher Samti. There was a Mida Keneged Mida, and we are supposed to learn from that. Our obligation to learn and to teach Torah is described in the Torah Vata Zos. You are to write for yourselves the Shira, which Chazal tells us refers to a safer Torah. is Ben, Yisrael, and it should be taught to Bnei Yisrael Sima B'fihim, Sima B'fihim, meaning that the study and the teaching of Torah is to be done with precision. Right? As it says, apitarko, That when we teach Torah, it has to be done with a precision. It has to be a cheshben as to who this particular individual, who this child is. I can't just go ahead and just teach generally, like in a vayitin sort of way, and if you get it, you get it, and if you don't, you don't. It has to be done with precision, with real thought as to what's being said and to what extent can this individual really absorb what it is that I am teaching to him or her. Perhaps the most uh, familiar passage of all in the context of this conversation is we say in Kriyashma, V'samtem es al levavchem Right? The Torah tells us, These words, the words of Kabbalah Salamal Chushamayin, the basic teachings of our Torah, the mitzvah of Hashem and Yeraz Hashem. So we are to place them, al levavchem We have to place them on our hearts and upon our souls. This is an idea that conveys a certain deliberate, intentional effort to go ahead and to absorb, to integrate the concepts, the values, the teachings of Torah, rather than being done in sort of a random, sloppy way of Vayitin. And if we think about this even more broadly, so we could sort of say that when it comes to the service of Hashem, there are two types of people, right? There are Vayitin people and Vayasam people. So if you, if you think about a Vietin person, when it comes to, let's say, the mitzvah of so a Vyitian person is going to go ahead and just sort of plop the Tbilin on his arm and on his head. Hopefully it's in the right place. After all, it doesn't really matter all that much. You just put it down. And a Vayasin person is a person who's not going to do things haphazardly. He doesn't just get things done, to be Yotzei zain, as they say in Yiddish. But it has to be with a sima, with a precision. Not only a precision where it is placed, but in an attitude, and in general, there's going to be a tremendous difference between somebody who puts his mind into the things that he does, and it is done with precision. It is sort of an attitude of ayasem, as opposed to a person who does the mitzvah of Hashem more haphazardly, again, in sort of a vayitin sort of fashion. Now, obviously, it goes without saying that when it comes to davening, we want to daven in a Vyasim sort of way. We don't want to go ahead and just sort of say words, read it from the sitter, that they should just sort of come out of our mouth and we shouldn't give much thought to them. I think I may have pointed out in the past how ironic and, and really how sad it is that there's a term that we sometimes use when we want to describe a person who's just reading things haphazardly without really giving much thought to what it is that being said. And the word that we use for that, again, sadly and ironically, is daven. We'll sometimes say that, you know, a person read through something very quickly, he wasn't really thinking, he just davened it up. So we, we recognize that when it comes to davening, unfortunately, there is a tendency that can sometimes develop if we do not really hold ourselves accountable, and we don't really make a conscious effort otherwise, to just sort of move through the davening in a vayitain sort of way. So vayasem would mean, in this context, that a person should daven in a way in which his words are being articulated in a thoughtful, in a genuine, and a meaningful manner. But I would also suggest that tefillah can serve as a vehicle in which we could live our lives in a more vayasem sort of way. Right, because if we go through life without really giving much thought to the things that we do, if we don't really think about our purpose in this world, what is my mission, both for the day that lies ahead, for the week, for the month, and more generally, so then we sort of coast, from day to day, from project to project, from one thing to another. But it is not done in a way in which we are working towards something. It is very much sort of a vayitain sort of life. We really need to take moments in life in which we step back and we say to ourselves, what am I doing? I don't want to live my life haphazardly. I want to live a life which is being driven by precision, in which the things that I do are thoughtful. It is intentional. It is guided by a certain purpose, by a certain set of desires and goals. And it would seem to me that tefillah, that when we daven, is a great opportunity for us to sort of focus on this. You know, we've been talking uh, for many months now on Sundays about why we daven. And we've discussed many, many different ways that we can understand sort of the benefits and the objectives of tefillah. But one idea that if we've discussed in the past, I don't recall, but certainly requires more attention, is that it is an opportunity for us to sort of check in with ourselves it's an opportunity for us to stop and ask ourselves, am I doing things? Am I living my life in a vayasem sort of way? Or are things just sort of random and haphazard? Am I living my life in a way that looks more a lot more like vayitain? I'm just plopping things here and there, but without really giving all that much thought and consideration to what I'm doing, the manner in which I'm doing it, the timing of it. This, after all, is the difference between vayitain and vayasem. So let us give thought and consideration. As we take leave of Sefer Shemos, and the last thing on our mind is Pasha's Pekude, go back, you'll open up a Chumash, and you'll see Vayitain Vayasem, Vayitain Vayasem, such a powerful reminder that there are two modes of existence. There are times in life in which, in fact, it is acceptable and appropriate to go ahead and just be a Vayitain sort of person. Not everything has to be so carefully thought out. There are times where it's fine to put something here or to put it there. However, when it comes to our major life decisions, when it comes to our service of Hashem and becoming the best people that we can be, so it's not going to happen through an orientation of vayitain. It's going to require a deliberate, thoughtful process, one which is reflected by the word Vayosem. So let us, each and every one of us, as we daven, to slow down, to daven in a way which is a Vayosem sort of way, and to check in with ourselves, so Davin can become a vehicle through which we can go ahead and live our lives more thoughtfully, more intentionally, and hopefully, ultimately, achieve a greater sense of fulfillment. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.